only twice a year, and it's here. Kohl's lowest prices of the season. Prices so low, no coupons needed. Short sleeve tees for her, just $4.99. Men's polos, just $8.99. Infant tops and bottoms, $4. Performance tops for her, just $7.99. $24.99, feel a shoes. The big one bath towel, only $2.99. Stock up, save big, and get Kohl's cash. Don't miss Kohl's lowest prices of the season. Wednesday through Sunday. Kohl's. Select styles. See store Kohl's.com for details. You are listening to the best, the only, the only place to be on Tuesday night. That's right. You're listening to The Right Stop, and you're at the right place at the right time. From England to Canada, from Detroit to the Cocono, we are showcasing Christian authors worldwide, giving you tips, tools, techniques, and resources for you, the writer, to hone and perfect your craft. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time right here on WPJC 104.5. And your host, Parker J. Cole. Hi, and welcome to this edition of The Right Stuff here on WPJC 104.5. I am so glad you are able to join me today. We're going to have a fantastic time talking about the Untold Podcast, and we're going to be talking about that today with my guest co-host and contributor, Nathan on the show today. So we're going to be talking, having a good time with him, so I'm really glad you are here to join me for the show. I want to let you all know about something. I recently did an event with the Michigan Reading Association March 20th, and I had the opportunity to interview young authors. These young authors were able to get their work published in an annual publication that is sponsored by the Michigan Reading Association. The Michigan Reading Association exists to promote literacy in the state of Michigan. It was my first community event as host for The Right Stuff. It was really exciting. I had a great time interviewing the kids. They had a wide range of genres from horror to science fiction, slice of life, and just some comic relief stories, as well as some deeper introspective pieces as well and some other narratives. So I want you all to go to my blog, therightstuffradio.wordpress.com. You can go ahead and click on the link that says Creating Young Writers and then say um, Michigan Young Michigan Authors. And I want you to look on that and just be blessed by all those kids that were there because they did something a lot of grown people can't do, and that's to write a book and then see that book getting published. And what I mean by that is that they, they finished their piece. And I always tell you on this show that if you are an author, you know God has given you the gift to write, and you don't write, you are holding yourself back. Don't hold yourself back anymore. If little kids can do it, so can you. So I want you to go to my blog, again, therightstuffradio.wordpress.com. You can see the link. You can see pictures of me. I have a little, I have a YouTube video of the children who participated as well as a podcast show that I did as well interviewing them. It was at Cobo Hall, March 20th. It was really exciting to do that. I'm looking forward to doing more events like that. So keep it right here, and I'll tell you more about that in the future. As always, if you want to call in, you can call in at 646-668-8485 and then press 1 to be live on air. Or you can hit me on Twitter at Parker J. Cole, hashtag write stuff with your questions and comments. We're going to go ahead and take a quick short break. And when we come back, the Untold Podcast coming up. Don't go anywhere. More with Parker and her guest on the Right Stuff Radio Show. We'll be right back. Question. If you write a book, everybody will rush out to buy it. Obvious answer, no. If you were a celebrity or if you had a huge marketing budget, then maybe you can get a lot of exposure for your book. Another solution would be to check out joeytweets.com. JoeyTweets.com is a promotion and marketing service with access to over one-third of a million followers on Twitter. JoeyTweets.com has three packages available to fit any budget. That's J-O-E-Y-T-W-E-E-T-S.com. JoeyTweets.com. Get some serious exposure for your books. Have you read the latest issue of Sormag Digital, the award-winning literary magazine for multicultural readers and writers? 
Thormac Digital is available quarterly and showcases interviews with the best authors in multicultural literature. Thormac Digital features craft and business articles for those interested in writing. If you're looking for a good book, check out our book reviews on what's hot in multicultural literature. For writers looking for new readers to get in front of, Thormac Digital is the perfect place to introduce your book. We offer advertising spaces that fit your promotional budget. Get your free subscription on Thormag.com or order a print issue on magcloud.com. If you would like more information about Thormag Digital, check us out on Thormag.com or contact us at Thormag at yahoo.com. Thormag Digital is the magazine for multicultural readers and writers. We're back, and you're hanging out with the queen of Tuesday night, Parker J. and her guests, right here on The Right Stuff. Hi, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to The Right Stuff here on WPJC 104.5. Again, we are going to be talking about the Untold Podcast. And like I've said throughout the show, in the last three years I've been doing this, Christian speculative fiction is a wonderful category in the whole realm of Christian fiction. And to be honest with you, Christian speculative fiction is on the rise, and the Untold Podcast is here to help in aiding the imaginative needs of geeks, nerds, and fanatics of the genre. And most of us who are nerds and geeks, we understand what that means. We like to have our obsession fueled, and I believe the Untold Podcast does that with great uh, podcast show. We're going to be talking about that today with my wonderful guest co-host and contributor, Nathan James Norman. Nathan, how are you doing today? Doing very good. Thanks for having me on the show, Parker. And let me tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us on this show. I never take it lightly when we have our guests here, so thank you so much for being with us today, too. Yeah, and thank you for all the work you're doing uh, promoting writing. Uh, it's huge, and more people need to be doing it, and I'm glad that we have your voice uh, all on our, our, our team, I guess, <laughs> the kingdom of God. <laughs> Amen, and I'm thankful. I'm, I remember when I first started this show, as I look back over three years, I remember when I first started this show, I didn't know what it would become. I just wanted to do how I was led, and, you know, it's helped me branch authors, help get authors' name out there. Some authors who wouldn't even have a voice now have a voice, and I can build relationships with them and let them know, hey, it's not just a one-time thing. I want to work and build a family with you, at least an online family with you. So it's really Amen. exciting yeah. to do this in the third year. So I know you're, you understand the dynamics of working with different authors and working in the medium like we do. And so I want to kind of get a little bit into who you are so our listeners can know. So in your own words, tell us about yourself. Well, I am a pastor at a church in northern Michigan. Um, originally, I had intended to uh, basically be a, a playwright, a novelist, uh, all that stuff. And in the midst of all that, as I'm somehow finding myself in seminary, um, I really sensed my calling to go into uh, full-time vocational ministry, particularly in preaching. And uh, even in the midst of that, I still wrote, I still had a desire to uh, write creatively and to seek out uh, creative writers. And um, part of what what happened with the Untold podcast was my desire to help promote other authors and uh, tell them about, uh, tell, try to promote their work and to try to create kind of an anthology of good and solid Christian stories. I find that fascinating because a lot of people say you're a pastor and you're into speculative fiction. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, give us a little bit of detail behind the story behind that because a lot of people feel like pastors live on a mountain by themselves with the Lord and there's no one else around them. So go ahead and tell us a little bit how that uh, works for you as a pastor who likes spec fiction. Yeah, we're on the mountain and there's dragons that surround <laughs> us. And, uh, no, um <clears throat> Uh, I, I made a decision early on in my ministry uh, to not try and emulate uh, the personalities of other pastors, uh, to try and uh, be who God created me to be, and to follow my uh, godly passions, and uh, to try and tell stories. And so you look at like a, C, a, a person like C.S. Lewis, and he told the Christian story through speculative fiction, through the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, often, uh, and 
for for myself, I mean, I've always since I was a kid, my dad was watching Star Trek with us and old Twilight Zone reruns, which we didn't know were reruns at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Ever since since that time, I've always uh, been drawn to stories that have a fantastical or science fiction or uh, mystery or even horror edge to them. And so mm-hmm. uh, as God's called me into full time ministry, uh, that stuff doesn't change. Um, and it, 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 it doesn't make speculative fiction somehow evil or anything. Um, mm-hmm. and in fact, if you look, if you look through the, the text of the Bible, uh, Revelation in particular, uh, it's an ancient genre called apocalyptic literature, uh, mm-hmm. which is a highly symbolic, highly metaphorical uh, genre of, of, of work that was really only in existence for about eh, 500 or so years. Um, we see a little bit of it in the book of Daniel and then, uh, and then some other non-biblical works. And then by the time Revelation comes around, it's pretty much on its way out. There's a few after it, but um, it's a highly uh, symbolic, metaphorical uh, book. There's so many symbols and images, and the images are so rich. I believe it's all true, but the imagery that's in there is, is strong. And so speculative fiction kind of takes its, its movements from books of the Bible like Revelation or, or the latter uh, part of Daniel, where there are these really rich images that communicate really deep truths uh, that you could communicate straightforwardly, but, but something about the imagery, um, seeing Christ portrayed as both a lion while simultaneously a lamb that was slain, uh, that, that, that creates a, an image in our mind better than saying Christ is both mighty and he humbled himself and he's gentle. I, you know, I can say he's humble and, and gentle and mighty at the same time, but, but saying the lion and the lamb uh, communicates something more emotive. And so I find uh, speculative fiction uh, really works well with the Christian worldview. It's interesting that you say that because we have been in Revelations in my church a few times throughout the year, and there is the imagery of Christ standing in the lampstand. And as my pastor was expounding on it, and you know how you know these things because you listen to them all the time growing up in church like I have, but then you listen to it again and it's just a new freshness comes over you, and you yeah. realize that the imagery is telling you something interesting. Like for one example, mm-hmm. the pastor mentioned how he had his hair was snow white, and you think, okay, he saw a color, but no, it meant ancient, you know, that he was uh, from everlasting to everlasting. He, he always existed, this eter- eternal, um, this eternal aspect of Christ, and just little stuff like that that just blew me oh, yeah. away as I was listening to it again and how he stands um, with the world of a judge because we're so used to seeing him as the babe during Christmas, we forget that he's going to judge us one day, and those are the yes. images that come to mind, and just to see that reflected in speculative fiction sometimes where, like you said, we don't have just God being mighty and humble. He is a lion and a lamb, and so this imagery comes to mind that gives you more than just almighty and humble. You can't really get an idea of what that means. When you say a lion and you say a lamb, you say, how can you be both? That's how you know. That's the, it gives you that rich yep. imagery, like you said, using apologetic literature. I'm, I'm apologetic. Have mercy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. No, that's, you know that's, that's say, great. Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I preached through Revelation uh, about a year or two ago uh, in my congregation. It took, you know, almost a good year. Um, and, and it was so hard to just you know, go forward and, and not, um, uh, not spend too much time just on the minutia. Uh, not that that would have been wrong, but yeah, there's just so much good imagery as your pastor pointed out. And, and mm-hmm. it means it communicates so much emotionally and intellectually. And so it engages uh, our minds and our hearts and our souls and, and oh, so, so good. So I think speculative it's fiction in- does the same thing. And that's the thing. I remember one of our guests was on the show. His name is David Johnson. He said, people get freaked out when you say things like Christian horror, Christian fantasy. He said, has anyone read the Bible? He said, there's some (laughs) horrific stuff that happens, and there are some fantastical things that happen. There's also some um, invention, not invention, but uh, crafts and arts and stuff like that that happen in the Bible. And we, if we can accept the, uh, the Bible as the word of God and we don't blink an eye at these things, why do some of our, some of our Christian brothers and sisters have such a problem with that? But then it comes down to a matter of preference. And I want to talk about that next is why do you think Christian spec fiction is on the rise? 
Well, I, you know, it's an interesting question. I'll try and keep it uh, fairly brief. We, as a church, uh, well, not as a church, as a Western culture, have moved out of the Enlightenment period where everything is highly logical and analytical. And, uh, and so we're moving as a culture out of our heads and, and, and into our emotions. Um, even if you look at something like as dull as the stock market, the stock market these days is really governed by emotional responses. Uh, mm. We feel before we um, before we think about these things and the same thing is true with uh, with our politics we we want to feel uh, more than than we want um, uh, the uh, than we want the analytical stuff we want to feel what the the, um, uh, the politician is feeling and, and that extends in our relationships that extends into our our storytelling and so if you look at um, uh, where, where I think Christians are starting to embrace more of the weirder genres and speculative fiction is because I think um, they are perfect for emoting and giving images that help us to feel things without um, and, and it engages our mind too, but, but we feel them first before we start thinking about them. Uh, so as we become a more emotionally based culture, um, I, I think things like speculative fiction or, or metaphorical fiction or even emotionally charged fiction will, will be on the rise because we tend to think in those terms um, rather than years past. And we are talking today to Nathan James Norman. He is the producer of the Untold Podcast, and he's going to tell us more about the Untold Podcast coming up in our interview. If you want to weigh in on our topic, you certainly can. Simply call in at 646-668-8485 and then press 1 to be live on air, or you can hit me on Twitter at Parker J. Cole, hashtag right stuff with your questions and comments. We're going to go ahead and take a quick short break. When we come back, more with the Untold Podcast. Don't go anywhere. More with Parker and her guest on the Right Stuff Radio Show. We'll be right back. Engaging the culture's imagination through speculative fiction, the Untold Podcast produces audio fiction from a Christian worldview. Find us over at untoldpodcast.com, where we partner with authors to tell science fiction, fantasy, supernatural, and horror stories. Find links at untoldpodcast.com to subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, and a variety of other platforms. Each month we produce high-quality audio fiction that's free to download and free to listen. Our submissions are open, and we're always looking to add another great story to over 24 hours of narrative entertainment. Find all of our audio fiction over at www.untoldpodcast.com. Authors, are you looking for a new way to get your book in the hands of new audience of targeted buyers? Then a virtual book tour is for you. Right now, Virtual Book Tours is an excellent opportunity for you to introduce your book and who you are as an author. Launching your book is very important. A virtual book tour will connect you with readers. We at WNL, we specialize in book tours, book blasts, radio tours, cover reveals, and Facebook chat. Promoting and marketing your book is what we do. Online publicity, the exposure and the publicity is what you need. Let us help you reach new readers and a new audience. We take care of everything so you don't have to. We set up the tour for you. We connect you with bloggers to advertise your book by way of interviews, guest posts, and reviews. If you are an author of a newly published book, have an upcoming release, or just want to give a previously published book new life, a virtual book tour is your answer. Check our tours out at www.wnlbooktours.com. Visit me on Facebook. I am the owner, Paulette Harper. We're back, and you're hanging out with the queen of Tuesday night, Parker J. and her guests, right here on The Right Stuff. And we're back, and you're listening to The Right Stuff here on WPJC 104.5. We are just getting started about our topic, the Untold Podcast, as we talk about Christian speculative fiction, why it's on the rise, with my wonderful guest co-host and contributor today, Nathan James Norman. He is the producer of the Untold Podcast, and he's just been giving us his insights into this wonderful genre that is exploding over time. And Nathan, once again, thank you for joining us on the show to help us peel back the veil on this interesting topic. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Now, let's talk. We talked a little bit before the break about why you think Christian spec fiction was on the rise. Now, how does it differ from secular spec fiction? Yeah, I think um, the the number of Christian speculative fiction novels and short stories being written is is certainly smaller, and, and we've been writing in this genre on um, mass a little bit slower behind the uh, um, behind the secular audience. And I think really where it differs, it just comes down to uh, truth. Uh, mm-hmm. Good fiction. I, I my undergraduate work um, was in creative writing, actually. And one of my non-Christian professors had said, the thing that all fiction has to do is it has to reflect reality. It has to tell the truth. What's the truth behind the story, even if it's a totally fantastical story? And so every work of fiction needs to reflect reality. Fiction isn't just fiction, and it's, it, doesn't, um, uh, it doesn't not matter. Uh, fiction teaches us things. Uh, stories teach us things. 75% of the Bible is in narrative form in some, some form or another. Uh, God the Holy Spirit inspired that for a reason, because we like stories. And so I think really the main difference between secular fiction and Christian fiction is uh, how truth is being reflected. Now, I think some secular fiction can do a wonderful job of reflecting truth because uh, we've all been made in the image of God and we understand uh, innately uh, what is good and what is evil and what is beautiful. Um, but I think the Christian uh, can and should have a, uh, a bit of an edge because we have the revelation of the Bible. Uh, we know who God is. And not only that, but we can delve into some of the darker places and, and, and um, the reasons why we commit the evils we do. Because if we're Christians, we realize that we're sinners saved by grace. And so the worst sins in the world and, and some of the most unsavory sins, those are things that are possible for us to do. Our human hearts are, are uh, desperately wicked apart from Christ. And so we should be able to dive into uh, those characters and say, okay, well, I'm not going to make this decision, but I could see in this situation where I would. And, uh, and then we can make readers uncomfortable as, as we uh, delve into um, the truth and, uh, and use metaphors for the light of Christ and, and uh, of what goodness and beauty are in the world. It's interesting that you mentioned that, Nathan. I was reminded as I was listening to your response, uh, there was a um, British rapper that recently uh, left Christianity. He gave his reasons. He didn't have to give his reasons, but he gave his reasons. And so as he looked at his reasons, I was thinking to myself how literally every single one of those reasons that he quote-unquote said was the reason why he left Christianity had all been refuted, you know. And I was or refuted or actually refuted, this, um, delved, delved into especially here in the biblical apologetics here, I mean, there's not a massive apologetic team that doesn't dig into these topics because they're very important simply because of what Christianity is saying, that we're the only, that Christ is the only way to truth and the life. And we're saying that you have to back it up. And I totally uh, agree with the Advent apologetics. So when you said that, I was thinking about what if some of us use our specific fiction tendencies toward our apologetic tendencies, merge them all together to answer these quote-unquote tough, thorny questions that happens yeah. in time? And I was thinking about that because literally, and I was sitting here going, oh, my gosh, I can give you the links to some of these questions <laughs> right here. I wish he had talked to me first before he made this very, what I, what I found very condescending, arrogant topic because yeah. he had been in a Christian performer for 20 years and then he left it mm. because of XYZ. And we just got to pray for our brother there in all honesty because yep. sometimes we get, yep. we, we get thrown aside. But it brought me to my question about the future of Christian speculative fiction. What do you see for it? Do you see maybe this merging of the uh, apologetics with Christian spec fiction? How do you see the future of Christian spec? Yeah, uh, talking about the apologetics first, I, I think that mm-hmm. is extraordinarily hard to do. It, it really mm-hmm. is to take kind of uh, your apologetics and your arguments for God and then artfully uh, work a story around it. And actually, that's probably not the right way to do it. Um, it it's extraordinarily hard. There aren't too many authors. I, I've seen a lot of authors try it. Um, I've, I've, I've seen less uh, really, truly succeed at creating a, a really nice argument and um, a beautiful story. Um, we, we've featured some stories on the Untold podcast that have done that, and there's, there's more that I'm going to mention here. But uh, one of uh, the writers uh, on the show, Michael Withers, um, 
He's, uh, I think he's got three stories. One of his stories, The Gnomes in the Pit, I think that was episode 25. So that's half of our episodes ago. Um, the Gnomes in the Pit was a wonderful apologetic on um, receiving salvation and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and why we choose to live in darkness. He, he did a phenomenal job, and he, and he used a lot of humor to do that. And so, um, um, you know, that worked well. But I think uh, going into the second part of your, your question, um, I, I think the future is, is looking bright. I mean, we're going to see more uh higher um higher profile authors starting to write in speculative fiction and we already are um and i think we're going to see more of an acceptance um i think with the advent of uh, a lot of independent uh presses you know things like uh, the crossover alliance and uh, and and a whole bunch of others um that that gives writers more freedom and uh, more of a community and shows like this uh, and shows like the untold podcast to, to work through some of these, um, these stories. And so you, you might not have a person who completely and utterly uh, is known by anyone or have a big audience, but a, a smaller press is able to take them on and, uh, and give their story uh, breath. And, and as there's feedback, uh, there'll be growth. And I think a lot of people will, um, will start positively responding to it. So I, I think Christian Christians in general will start to, um, uh, who are already looking at speculative fiction and kind of the secular world, they're going to start looking for, is there Christian stuff that does this? And there is, and there's some really good stuff out there. Uh, so I think, I think it'll grow. I think it's going to be a little slower, but I think it's going to, um, I think it'll probably pick up here in the next five to 10 years. It's interesting that you mentioned about if it can be done effectively, and you mentioned Mikhail Withers, who uh, gave a testimonial about the Untold podcast that I read in a few. Um, there's also another author who actually did quite deliberately using ID apologetics, um, which is intelligent design for our listeners uh, in his books. And uh, I may, I'm going to introduce him to you if you don't already know his name is uh, Michael Manto. And he actually wrote two pretty good AC um apologetic speculative fiction novels, one called The Good Atheist and the other called The Heretic Hunter. And basically in the world where atheism is the main belief system of the world. And he does a pretty good job um, showing the differences and um, how that war would look like. And it's very interesting. They both take place in the same universe, uh, The Heretic Hunter and The Good Atheist. And so I do agree with you that it can be difficult because apologetics is so multifaceted, just like a story is. But I know what you mean, like just juxtaposing them together and trying to get that good story together instead of a preaching uh, commentary going at you. So I totally understand what you mean by that. But if you want two good, what I think are good, two apologetic slash speculative fiction books, I liked The Good Atheist and Heretic Hunter, if you want to try those out. And also to our listeners who are listening in, if you want to call in, you can by calling in at 646-668-8485 and then press 1 to be live on air. Or you can hit me on Twitter at Parker J. Cole, hashtag write stuff with your questions and comments. We're going to go ahead and take a quick short break. When we come back, we're going to delve into the Untold Podcast. How did it start? How can authors be a part of it? What can we do to help my brother out? You definitely don't want to miss this part of the interview. Again, if you call in at 646-668-8485 and then press 1 to be live on air, hit me on Twitter, Parker J. Cole. Be back in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. More with Parker and her guest on the Right Stuff Radio Show. We'll be right back. God gives humans the gift of making amazing stories to glorify Him. At speculativefaith.com, our ministry is to help fans explore fantasy, science fiction, supernatural stories, and beyond from an intentional and biblical Christian perspective. We share daily articles and have extensive archives tackling hot topics like end times beliefs, the art of writing, creative excellence in the Christian subcultures, discernment, sex, magic, Harry Potter, and space aliens and the Bible. If you are a parent or anyone else with a discriminating palate, our reviewers explore fantastical novels, movies, television, and games in light of God's beauty, goodness, and truth. Want to find Christian stories? The SpecFaith Library lists every fantastical novel we can find from a Christian author. It's all part of our mission to discern, engage, and enjoy fantastical human creativity in honor of our Creator, Jesus Christ. SpeculativeFaith.com, exploring fantastical stories for God's glory. 
Has God called you to be a pastor or leader, but the men and women in your church won't let you speak because you're a female? Is the call to minister strong on your life, but you hesitate because you think the Bible tells women to be silent in the church? I'm Jory Micah, and I am here to tell you, sister, that together we can break the glass steeple. I fight and advocate for gender equality in the church, and there are others with me who are holding up the banner. Subscribe to my blog at J-O-R-Y-M-I-C-A-H dot com for interviews, commentary, and uplifting words to give you the motivation to answer the call to ministry. Together, we can break the glass steeple and inspire all of God's children, men and women alike, Answer the call to ministry. This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. We're back, and you're hanging out with the queen of Tuesday night, Parker J. and her guests, right here on The Right Stuff. And we are back, and you are listening to The Right Stuff here on WPJC 104.5. So glad you're able to join us today on the show. We are talking to Nathan James Norman. He is the producer of the Untold Podcast, and we're about to delve right into this wonderful podcast that has been such a help to so many Christian speculative fiction authors to get the word out there about their books. And uh, Nathan, before we uh, kind of get start to talk about the UTP, I want to go ahead and get uh, read a comment we received from a listener. We have uh, Deborah in Sweetwater, Florida, says, "I could get lost in the episodes of the Untold Podcast for hours. It is so captivating that when an episode ends, I'm sad." Deborah, thank you so much for that comment. And then Jeremy in uh, Dalton, Alabama, made this comment. The perfect balance, in my opinion, is not to strive to please either group, when he's talking about the secular Christian, but to serve the story, to simply write the story with, with fidelity to the story itself and to the author's own heart and let it find its own audience. In my opinion, Christian artists in all areas are getting better at this, as evidenced by the increased quality in recent Christian movies. As Christian work in movies and music and books grows in quality, it, gains, it draws a greater fan base which in turn draws more talented Christian artists who might otherwise try either a solidly Christian outlet or a solidly secular outlet. Ultimately, I see Christian fact fiction only getting stronger as it becomes more refined as a genre and a collection of artists. Jeremy, thank you so much for your comment. And if you want to weigh in, you certainly can. Call in at 646-668-8485 and then press 1 to be live on air. Or you can hit me on Twitter, Parker J. Cole, hashtag write stuff with your questions and comments. So, Nathan, I want to get into how UTP began. How did it begin? Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, the uh, the Untold podcast began because I saw a need for it in the podcasting community. Um, I've for a number of years listened to a variety of podcasts, a lot of Christian ones, and somehow, somewhere along the lines, I don't even know how, I stumbled across a number of uh, secular podcasts that told speculative fiction stories, um, whether horror or fantasy uh, or science fiction, and they would they would tell these stories and they would essentially narrate them and sometimes there was music sometimes there wasn't and and they were very well done uh and very good stories uh but oftentimes uh, a number of these groups actually all of them would have these rabidly anti-christian um explicitly not just anti-religion anti-christian uh, yeah. uh stories and as a believer you know that 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 grieves you and uh i I firmly believe in the power of, of story um, as a pastor. Like I already said, 75% of the Bible is in some way, shape, or form narrative. Uh, so if there's any such thing as a universal language, it's story. It's narrative. Everyone loves a good story. And so uh, as a hope to want to communicate more stories and to, to uh, get things out, I've, I saw this in a hole in the uh, podcasting community where we needed to – or someone, uh, Christians, needed to uh, – start some ongoing work where Christian speculative fiction was, was being done. I had a passion for it. I reached out to some of my uh, fellow uh, 
or, well, not at the time fellow, but podcasters who I knew and said, came with this idea. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea, but I'm not interested. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and uh, fi- finally, it was um, just one day I was driving into the office and thinking through things and, and said, you know what? I, I have such a, a desire to see someone do this program. Um, let me see if I can try and do it. So I'd had a microphone that my father-in-law had bought me. Um, I had a computer. Audacity is free. I said, let me, let me take one of my stories. Let me try to narrate it. Let me edit it, see what the timing is. Let me see if I can find some uh, royalty-free or inexpensive music or, or uh, public domain music and see if I can make something work here. And so I did that for the first episode. I sent it out to some friends and I said, hey, listen to this and tell me what you think. Give me some feedback. And, um, and, and most of it was extremely positive. And I gave it to people who were extremely, um, well, not critical, but, but they, they would tell me the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, let's do this. So I reached out to a number of my author friends and said, hey, uh, let's do this and get on the ground, ground level. Give me sh- some short stories. And none of them gave me anything. <laughs> so, um, so I began uh, just finding public domain stories like the Brothers Grimm stories or George McDonald stories. Um, and I started doing those. And pretty shortly, I started, and I'd kept throwing out my feelers to friends and authors. And a few authors started to respond and started sending things in. And, um, and slowly, it, it, it has grown to the point where I'm kind of at a place where I'm like, okay, I need to hire a separate editor or, or someone to go through these things. Cause I just, I, they, they're so massive. There's, there's a pile up of stories that, uh, that have come in and, you know, we get to them when we can, but uh, it's, uh, it's steadily grown over the last like three and a half years that we've been doing the show. It's interesting because I'm experiencing that same, thank the Lord, blessed expansion myself as we get more authors interested in being on the show. I get PR people contacting me, publishers contacting me, and I'm so blessed. And I feel like, you know, when I started this, (laughs) when I started my writing career, all I wanted to be was a writer, and the Lord has taken me so many different directions, just like he is with you with the Untold Podcast, because now there's a need, there's a growth, there's a desire, there's a demand for it now, and it's just something where we go, wow, I need some help, Lord. I need you to send me Barnabas, you know. <laughs> or, yeah. uh, you know, how Paul had Barnabas for a while before they yes. got upset with each other. And so, you kind of think, I need a <laughs> Barnabas to help me. So, um, so I'm really glad to hear that the um, it's growing, that the Lord, and I hope the Lord continues to bless you in that. And what is the best part about the Untold Podcast for you, personally? Let's get personal about it. What is the best thing about this thing for you? Personally, it is a joy to work with uh, all these different authors and come at them from from different walks of life. Uh, I have a reasonable voice for narration. Producing audio is not my my passion uh, story is. Um, But what's been really uh, great is kind of creating this this little community of authors and listeners. um, And we can mutually encourage each other in our in our work. Uh, that has been such a a phenomenal thing, and and you know, uh, early on we 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 made a decision uh, with the podcast that we have to put some sort of um, uh, statement of faith in our our acceptance because I didn't want to just start promoting the work of of just anybody um, who calls himself a Christian, which may or may not be a Christian. So I mean, it's a really we put this uh, extraordinarily. Uh, simple, universal, all Christians of all stripes should be able to um, sign on to this uh, document. And we have our authors affirm that they, they do believe uh, basic things like the Trinity and, and um, uh, the deity and, and, uh, and humanity of Christ. And um, it's been really, uh, really great, one, having authors come back and some, some of the larger authors we've had on the show to say, you know, I've had these publishers, Christian publishers, and they don't care about any of this stuff. Thank you for caring about it. Um, mm-hmm. But then also to, to be able to have uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who we can say, yeah, we agree on all this stuff. There are some of these other issues that we don't agree with. We wouldn't plant a church together, uh, but we can talk right. about those. <laughs> and we can explore those things in a story and we can still say, yeah, you're my brother and sister in Christ and we love each other. Uh, and we've got some some differences, but we can still uh, make something beautiful. So I, I love the the fact that this has become like this anthology and almost a family. I, I hate to say it like, oh, that's one of my authors because they're not really my authors. We're not paying anyone mm-hmm. anything, unfortunately. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. They all deserve something. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they're not my authors. But I feel like they are because we've, uh, for the most part, most of the people who've been featured on the show, we've kind of built this um, this interesting relationship. 
and, and along with the listeners too. Um, so it's, it's almost become this other ministry where I'm like, Oh no, I've, I've got more pastoral duties. Uh, but it's a blessing. <laughs> it's a huge blessing to see the kingdom of God kind of coming together to build, uh, this anthology work. I wanted to read a testimony we got from Carol McDonald. She's the author of Wind Follower and The Constant Tower. Those of you who listen to the show regularly, you would have had a great time with her show called uh, Eternity in Their Hearts. And she says this, I was recently on Onto a Podcast, a podcast that's part of the Christian Geek Network. The curator of the site is Nathan James Norman, a writer and minister. Interestingly, there, there are many ministers out there who don't believe fiction is useful in the body of Christ although they would take their entire congregation to movies such as War Room, which is decidedly fiction. But Pastor Nathan understands the use of fiction as a dark parable, and he understands speculative fiction. So many Christians only seek out the largest speculative fiction stories, stories such as the Book of Eli, Chronicles of Narnia, Left Behind, Lord of the Rings, Divergent. What I love about Nathan James Norman is that he seeks out and produces those smaller stories that most Christians are not aware of. I'll also say that he's a great producer. He produced three of my stories, A Thing of Beauty, The Gleaners, and Black is the Color of My True Love's Hair. By produce, I mean he arranges the musical intro, prepares a short introduction, an epilogue, tying in the story to Christian doctrine, and often reads the stories. He understands the uses, variety, and power of Christian imagination. And so... Um, I wanted to read that to you just in case you were wondering uh, how your authors feel about what you do, Nathan, because it brings me to my next question about how can authors get involved in the Untold Podcast. Yeah, great question. And and uh, I adore Carol. Uh, I love her, her work. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure I communicated to her I would produce her grocery list um, and being <laughs> friends with her on- <laughs> and being friends with her on Facebook. Um, it, it would be an interesting grocery list. Um, but, uh, she, she is phenomenal. Uh, I think the last story we did was, um, a thing of beauty and I've gotten so much, uh, positive response from that. Um, it, she took the story in a way I, I did not ever expect her to take it. Um, mm-hmm. she's just, her perspective on things is, is wonderful. It, it really is a thing of beauty. Um, anyways, uh, so with, uh, with authors, um, if you go to untoldpodcast.com right on top, there is a button that says, um, uh, submissions, or if you hit backslash submissions, it'll take you there. And that gives you information on what we're really looking for. Um, we do ask that everything reflects a general Christian worldview. That doesn't mean every point of doctrine has to be talked about. You don't have to talk about salvation. Jesus doesn't have to make an appearance uh, as a metaphor or in person, um, but that it arises from some, it reflects the truth of the world as revealed in scripture. Uh, we ask that Christians are Orthodox, little o Orthodox, meaning that they believe the general tenets of Christianity. Um, you know, we don't want anyone writing stuff that, that advocates that there's really nine gods or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, but I'm a Christian. Nah, no. Um, and, and it's got, and it's gotta be speculative to some degree. So uh, science fiction, fantasy, horror, supernatural. Okay. that. You know, that, that's the broad ones. But even something like magical realism, where it's a very modern story, it feels like everything's normal, but there's something, just one thing in the story that's, that, that's weird, that's different. Um, even stuff like that we would do. So, so someone like a, a Flannery, Flannery O'Connor, who wrote a lot of uh, what I would categorize as magical realism, where it, it's a pretty normal story, except for oh, there's this, this parade of angels uh, in the middle of the story. And that's it. Everything else is normal. Oh, wow. What's, what's that going about? I mean, we, we like that sort of uh, literary fiction as well. Um, so they can go and look at our general guidelines. We're really looking for everything from flash fiction. So like a hundred to 300 words long uh, to stories that are about a thousand to 4,000 words long. That tends to work better. We do accept fiction that's longer than that, but if it's longer than that, it takes a lot longer to produce. And if it's going to take me a lot longer to produce, it's got to be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. so we do ask, uh, yeah, make this really, uh, really good. So they can, uh, they can send in a submission to um, submissions at untoldpodcast.com. And we usually try and get back fairly quickly. Um, uh, but sometimes it takes a few months when we, we've got a backlog. Um, there and so we'll we'll give feedback and we will at times if a story is like kind of eighty percent there we'll work with the author and say eh, I didn't like this I like that and uh, and we'll try and work with them to uh, get the uh, the manuscript to a point where we can produce it. How have authors benefited from being on the Untold podcast? 
That's a great question. I have no clue what the answer is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we try to promote them uh, on the audio of the show. We always send the, the uh, listener back to the show notes uh, and we will have links to their works, links to their website, links to their social media. Uh, we try to use our social media to, um, to promote whatever works they have and not just for the, the one episode, but uh, if authors write in and say, Hey, I've got this new book that came out and they were an author, you know, two years ago, we're, we'll still promote their work and, uh, and try to get that out. Um, I, I will say, um, you know, there's some things I can't talk about. Um, I'll, I'll talk in very vague terms. I, I think there have been some authors that have been introduced to different, uh, publishers, uh, from being on the show. Um, there have been, uh, some authors who have been introduced to other authors that have collaborated on projects. Um, and I think, uh, there, there's just, there's some authors who have, um, they've never written anything before, but they like the show. And so they decide to write something and they said, I, I really enjoy doing this and have uh, continued to write for the show and for other publications and, uh, and, and dived into uh, doing things like uh, novellas or novels. Um, and, uh, and it's given them exposure um, uh, to uh, our audience as well as kind of the broader uh, listening world that's, that's out there. Um, I, I'd like to think it, uh, gives people a little bit of boost in their sales. Um, uh, usually those don't happen immediately. Sometimes they do. Uh, but, but I found it, it's kind of over the long haul that, that two months, five months, a year after a story is produced, I have someone write me in and say, Hey, I listened to that story and Oh, so good. I, I decided to buy all their books today. <laughs> so I don't know if we get attributed for that from the authors, but, uh, but it does happen. Well, before we go into our uh, we're going to break, let me ask you very quickly: um, How has uh, UTP grown over line? Or are you planning any expansion plans? Uh, right now, uh, we're starting to try and incorporate more people into the program. So I have uh, narrators uh, who are calling in, and and um, if a Christian out there wants to narrate, we'd be happy to have you narrate a story. Uh, we have plenty of those. Um, the only thing I'd ask is. Uh, you know, you need to have halfway decent uh, equipment. And uh, so we ask that you just send in a unedited uh, test sample of some narration. Um, we've got uh, a few people work on art. I'm still kind of pulling art together, but once in a while we'll have some people send in artwork. Uh, and so they can do an inquiry about what upcoming uh, episodes we have, and I can send out the, uh, the stories and they can uh, contribute art. Um, we've got two uh, composers uh, that we work with. Sometimes I'll go out and uh, buy uh, music or find uh, public domain music. Um, but we've got uh, authors who, uh, or uh, excuse me, musicians who uh, uh, will compose music, original music for the show uh, because they also believe in what we're doing. And they've said the exact same thing that I said, like, there's no one else that does this. <laughs> we need to be telling good Christian stories uh, in the world. And so they're, they're contributing their time and their, their very vast uh, uh, abilities there. So people can get involved with that. Uh, if someone wants to help edit through uh, some of the story submissions, uh, work on uh, uh, social media, um, all that stuff we're, we're looking for, for help with. Before we go to our uh, last break, before the end of the show, I wanted to read another testimony we got from Mikkel, uh, Michael Withers, rather. He says, the Untold Podcast has been an inspiration to me. I'm the kind of guy who has a grand story bouncing around my head since I was a kid, but it never quite made it to the page. After listening to Nathan narrate some excellent short stories, I decided to submit one of my own. Thus was born the gnomes in the pit. Not only did Nathan produce the story, but through his voice work and sound editing, he really brought the characters to life in a way that my written word could never do. It has been a very encouraging experience to find my quirky ideas turned into something that others can listen to, and the feedback from Nathan and his listeners has been outstanding. Lastly, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the contributions of Kerry Kelso in bringing original music to the podcast. He seems to hit it all the right he seems to hit all the right emotional notes at just the right time. And, Michael, thank you so much for your comment. And if you want to weigh in on a topic, you certainly can. You can call in at 646-668-8485 and then press 1 to be live on air. You can hit me on Twitter at Parker J. Cole, hashtag write stuff with your questions and comments. We're going to go ahead and take a quick short break, and when we come back, our final thoughts on the Untold Podcast. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Sherry with the Lemonade Stand. 
as the weather warms, your risk of exposure to mosquito and tick-borne illnesses increases. Please keep these tips in mind when outdoors. Wear light-colored clothing, apply repellent, avoid high grassy areas, check yourself after returning, and remove any attached ticks promptly only with a tick removal device or tweezers, avoiding any home remedies. This has been a community service announcement courtesy of the Limonade Stand. Are you a reader looking for more compelling Christian fiction? Maybe something a little more edgy or a bit more real? Are you tired of most Christian fiction shying away from the truth and settling for a rose-tinted view of the world and its issues? Or are you an author who has a compelling story to tell but you're afraid it doesn't jive with today's brand of Christian or secular fiction? Are you tired of Christian publishers telling you that your content is too edgy? Or maybe you've tried submitting your content under the radar to secular publishers only to be told your themes are a bit too religious. We invite you to take a look at the Crossover Alliance. We are an online publishing company that specializes in edgy Christian speculative fiction. Speculative fiction with Christian themes and real-world content. Our company is formed from authors and readers just like you who are breaking into the mainstream and Christian markets with this compelling genre. Head over to the www.thecrossoveralliance.com for all the details on who we are, what we do, and what we accept. Right now, if you sign up for our email newsletter, you'll receive a free digital copy of our first short story anthology. Check us out today and help us spread the word about the Crossover Alliance, where light shines brighter in the darkness. Jesus said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Listen to our internet radio station at touchofgodradio.org where you will find out your true identity in Christ. You can use the light that is within you to replace the darkness in this world. Go into all the world today with touchofgodradio.org. We're back, and you're hanging out with the queen of Tuesday night, Parker J. and her guest, right here on The Right Stuff. Hi, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to The Right Stuff here on WPJC 104.5. We've been having a fantastic time talking to my guest co-host and contributor today, Nathan James Norman. He is the producer of the Untold Podcast, where you can get great varieties of Christian speculative fiction, ranging from fantasy to horror and everything in between. And, you know, Nathan, I want to again thank you so much for being with us and sharing what we can do for the Untold Podcast as readers and as writers by submitting as readers by, well, actually, how can readers help spread the word about the Untold podcast? Yeah, great question. Uh, Share it with your friends, share it with your family, uh, post uh, the links on social media, like the Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, uh, blog about us, uh, spread the word. Um, uh, And you know what, writing um, reviews on iTunes is is helpful um, because I guess the way iTunes runs the more more positive uh, stuff you got on there, the the higher your uh, your search engine optimization is. So all that stuff is incredibly helpful. Sending notes uh, of encouragement, um, but but even more than that, sending notes to the authors uh, that you like and uh, let them know that you appreciate the story that was on the show and and go out and throw a few bucks to their to their books because um, the more uh, the more <laughs> the show benefits the authors, the more they're going to want to be on the show. So we've been talking a lot about Beyond Till Podcast, and I want our listeners to know, hey, what do you write about? Uh, yeah, you know, I've um, <laughs> that's the hard thing with doing any sort of uh, project like this is a lot of your my own creative energy gets put on the side. Um, in the speculative fiction world, uh, I have uh, one novel out. I think it's out of print. Uh, looking to to redo that. Um, I have about four stories published in the Crossover Alliance anthologies, Volume One and Two. Um, uh, one of them is a long form, uh, almost, well, not quite novella, but it's a pretty long short story. Um, that's a, a kind of a historical fiction Viking uh, adoption story. Um, mm. So I, I really uh, I really find myself drawn to fantasy. I really find myself drawn to horror um, and, and, and to, to a lesser extent, science, um, science fiction. The hard thing with science fiction is I want to write scientific science fiction. And, yeah. uh, I know just enough to know that I don't really know anything about, uh, <laughs> science. 
so I don't want to be ignorant. So that causes me to do way too much studying. And so uh, uh, it's more work than I really, uh, really want to put into that. But if uh, listeners are interested, they can find my work at uh, NathanJamesNorman.com. That's NathanJamesNorman.com. And click on Writer, and they can find information there. But really where, where a lot of my writing creative energies goes these days is really into sermons. Um, I said before that, uh, uh, you know, almost 75% of the Bible is in some way, shape or form story driven. And so, um, I, I tend to prefer narrative, uh, texts to preach through and I try to, um, uh, bring creative flair into them and, 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 uh, make them interesting and creative. One of the things I, I simultaneously love and hate to do is, uh, what others have called first person sermons. And so I'll mm-hmm. work with the text. I'll figure out the big idea of, of what's going on in a narrative. And then I enter into, uh, and I, I do all my exegesis and, uh, I understand the culture and the, the background and history. And I enter into this, the, the narrative into the Bible text and I preach the sermon as if I was that character. And so I write a script. Usually it's about three to six pages long. I learn the script, which is the part I don't like at all. Um, <laughs> I have a terrible memory. And so I learn it, I learn it, I go over it about a dozen times, uh, and then I become the character, and I preach the sermon as if I was that character. So like Easter, I was uh, Nicodemus. This past Christmas, I was one of the Magi. Um, I've been um, Elijah uh, against the prophets of Baal. Um, I've been uh, uh, one of David's brothers uh, witnessing the slaying of Goliath. Um, and Jonathan at Michmash slaying all of the Philistines. Um, so I've seen, actually, I wasn't Jonathan. I was Jonathan's armor bearer. Um, but so I, I tell those stories and it's basically like a one man play. Um, but yeah, if there's any such thing as a universal language, it's narrative. And I, I usually have most people's inter- interest during regular sermons. But when I do those, it's there's a point in the sermon. I, I look out as the character and I, I everyone's eating off the pot out of the palm of my hand. Um, and it's not because, and it's not because of me and they're like, Oh, pastor, that was so good. And it's not because of me. I'm like, all of that emotion was in that text. All of that truth was in that text. You are crying because the God of the universe wrote this in this text. And I just communicated it to us in a way that we relate to, um, that is the power of the word of God. So I, a lot of my uh, writing creative uh, energies have gone into those sorts of sermons and, uh, and to try and, um, help the congregation emotionally experience the truth uh, of the Bible text. And, uh, and so actually, glad if, you said that. Yeah, I was, I was going to just say, uh, if, if listeners want to uh, check some of those out, you can find my sermons at orchardchurch.net uh, backslash sermons. And um, I don't know, I usually do them every few months. So you can kind of scroll through and usually it marks, oh, first person sermon. I'm glad you said that because it lets us know that when it comes to who God chooses to give use to spread the word of God, to spread the gospel, to heal, to heal the brokenhearted, and He uses us through Him, He doesn't have to do a carbon copy. He does it. He does it in so many different ways. And I was thinking of actually when I met uh, Mark Gunger, who is a marriage pastor, um, specialist, all that kind of stuff, and he talks. And he's kind of wild and crazy and all over the place. He makes you laugh, but he is always invoking those truths. And I was thinking to our listeners out there who may be authors wanting to write, you don't have to write like anyone else but who God gave you to write like. And I want to, um, when you kind of mentioned that, how you use your love for the word, for the written word, understand that the universal language for most people, for everybody, is a good story or a good narrative. And then incorporating that into the gospel when you preach, that's just absolutely amazing, and it just really resonates with me about that. And, again, if for our listeners listening, if you want to hear some of his first-person sermons, go to orchardchurch.net slash sermons, and you can get some more insight into uh, Nathan's sermons here. We're getting close. we got about three minutes left, Nathan, so we're getting close to the end of our show. Where can we find you online? Uh, yeah, the aforementioned NathanJamesNorman.com. You can find me at uh, OrchardChurch.net, UntoldPodcast.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, you can just search for Nathan James Norman. You'll find me. Uh, and, um, oh, where else am I? I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's a personal uh, website, though, so you have to friend request me, and I have to accept you. Um, and... <laughs> 
Um, oh, where else am I found on on the internet? Um, uh, Carol McDonald had mentioned uh, Christian Geek Central. Uh, so that's a network of a few Christian podcasts and uh, and groups that uh, they kind of go into the geek genre stuff. Um, but that's uh, ChristianGeekCentral.com. And you can find a bunch of uh, articles and things that I've done. And, and the Untold podcast also gets posted up there usually about a week after an episode uh, drops on our website just for more exposure. And um, uh, oh, goodness, I, I lurk all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> But th- those are probably more than enough links for, for listeners. And Nathan, as we get ready to close our show, what are some encouraging words you can give to our authors out there, particularly those that God has given them the gift to write and they haven't picked up the pen yet? Yeah, just just do it. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, a few of my writing friends have always said, they, I, they say, I have this great idea and I want to put this in the story, but it's so good that I don't want to use it just yet. And my encouragement is just do it. Just just write it and trust that if uh, God has so gifted you, uh, he will give you other ideas and better ideas um, as they as you grow as a writer. And so use your best ideas now. Uh, Don't don't use your second best ideas because this idea is really good. Use them now. (laughs) Write it. Just do it. And and don't worry about things like um, writer's block. Just sit down and write. Um, that tends to be what, what for most authors is, uh, is needed the most. And we had a wonderful time talking. At age 56, I feel better than ever. I walk eight miles to work, practice yoga, and paddleboard on weekends with my husband. I'm also a GNC store manager. When customers ask how I do it all, I tell them that GNC vitamins and supplements really help. Our formulas are the highest quality, made with some of the best, most effective ingredients, guaranteed. Now, some of GNC's best wellness products are buy one, get one half off. Which ones are right for you? Just ask. We make it simple. Visit GNC or GNC.com for details.